and get a, just get a block. It's like, what in the world am I supposed to write? And I did that Tuesday. I was sitting there, and I'm thinking, what in the world do I want to speak on this week? And, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go through the bulletins and see if something will click. And, and this is something that was actually on my mind a while back because I think we all deal with it. But it's uh, uh, really having a heart cleaning, just really cleansing, cleansing our heart. Um, Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Restore within me a sense of being brand new. Did you ever think about being brand new? Going back to really what you were like before your relationship with Jesus Christ? A lot of us can't remember that far back. But, um, but even when we have a relationship with God, we tend to do things we shouldn't be doing. Amen? There's a lot of times we do. And David writes in uh, Psalms 19 about this a little bit. And, and I want you to think about David, you know. A lot of times we think, oh, David, King David, you know, he's a miraculous guy and, and all these things. He, he was messed up, just like the rest of us. I mean, there was, there was some messed up things in that, in that man's life. But he writes in, in, in Psalms 19, 112, if you have your, your uh, Bibles, um, or at least write it down and, and look it up later. But verse 112 says, I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the very end. And I was thinking about this, and I, I, was, I was reading some other scripture and different things and thinking about my own life. And, and, you know, where, where my heart's been and, and where I want it to be. I want you to think about the word inclined a little bit. If he inclined his, his heart to perform for God, I mean, to really have his life in order for God, that means it was. It was what? It was decline at one point. So he was, he's wishing that his, his life is inclined for God. And the problem is, most of us are reclined. We wake up in the morning and we go about our business and we do the same thing over and over again. And we tend to kind of stay at a default setting in our, in our hearts. And that's through anything. Gossip, anger, um, fear. Any area of our life, we, gotta, we have to think a little bit, where is our heart with God? And where do we want it to be? And I thought about David here, and he was. I mean, there are some horrendous things that went on in this man's life. A lot of it was self-inflicted. But he's saying here, I want to be inclined. But I don't think we ever get to a point of being totally inclined. We tend to do this, don't we? Over and over again. We, we tend to to go back to our default setting, particularly when life is start hit, hitting us in the face. And things aren't going so good. Things are going the way that, that uh, we wouldn't necessarily want them to be. So we go back to that default setting. And our heart becomes hardened again. It becomes hurt. It becomes what we don't want it to be. So instead of inclined for God, we, we decline again. But then I think, well... You know, the goal here is to be inclined for God. So, doesn't that happen when we accept Christ as our Savior? Sorry to tell you, no. 
we can go back and forth yet. I see a lot of kids at, at, at Bible camps. I spend a lot of time at Quaker Haven, Epworth Forest. I mean, all the camps out there. When I was a youth pastor, my whole summer would be spent at camp. I would never even come home. I mean, we had eight, eight, 10, 12 camps throughout the summer. And it was one after another. And one of the victories for someone who is leading a camp is seeing a kid come to Christ. But about my fifth year into doing uh, uh, ministry, I was seeing a lot of these kids coming back year after year. And a lot of the same ones coming up and accepting Christ year after year. And, and, and I remember talking to one kid. I said, I said, you came last year. We celebrated with you that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. He said, yeah, but my year didn't go very well. And that's how our life is, right? I mean, it's not that she wasn't saved. She accepted Jesus in her heart. But what she was doing was looking for a cleansing of her heart. She was looking for an area that she was able to actually be inclined to God instead of declined all year that she was. But we have to remember how that happens. And then David goes on to say in verse 113, he says, I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. Do you ever think about that? I hate double-minded people. I, I, I hate when I do things that I'm not supposed to do. I hate it. And we think, well, we're not supposed to hate anything. We're supposed to love everything. No. David says, I hate it. It's okay to hate it. I'm not hating the person here. I'm hating the action. I love how it makes me feel. A lot of times, you ever think about that? Even anger, jealousy. I mean, there's something that, that drives our, our, our uh, humanist uh, nature a little bit. We do that. We love what it does for us, but we hate what it does to us. That's what David's saying here. We've got to hate these things. We've got to hate the things that are really separating us from God. That it's making us, what, be double-minded. Being inclined, declined, inclined, declined. I mean, we have to get rid of that. But why do we love the things so much that what, what, what do things to us or for us? And that's anything. A lot of people can't understand drug addicts. I've yet to hear a drug addict that say, oh man, I'm glad I'm a drug addict. They hate when they're going through it. But they love what it does for them. But they hate what it does to them. Because a lot of them know they're going to die. They're going to die of this. Here we're talking about spiritual, our spiritual lives, our heart, our, our spiritual heart. What are the things that, that we wake up in the morning and we, 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 we know we hate it, but we love it? We love what it's doing for us. Later that day, we hate what it's doing to us. Because it's making us what? Go back to our default setting. And again, that could be any, any area of your life. Self-esteem, fear, anxiety, depression. Now, I believe wholeheartedly that depression can be a clinical thing. I mean, sometimes we need medication for things. A lot of times, you know, those, those areas, we feel good about our default set. We know what it's like. We know what fear looks like. We know what anxiety looks like. We know what, what, what um, 
but self-esteem, what self-esteem looks like. But we don't like what, what it does to us. And then David says in verse 114, he says, You are my hiding place, my shield. I hope in your word. You remember the story of Elijah. Jezebel was kind of going after Elijah, and he ran. He was scared. And he ran into a cave. And here he is sitting in a cave, hiding from the, from the things that, that are going on in his life. And God says to him in the cave, he says, Elijah, what are you doing here? Did I not just feed you and provide for you and, 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 and pour down the, the fire from heaven to protect you? Here you are, cowering in a cave. You see the cave for Elijah, he, went, he walked 40 days and 40 nights to go to this cave. Because why? He knew what it was. He knew where he could hide. He knew what, what things were like. So what, what's your hiding place? Where are you hiding this morning? Where is your heart on a decline level and hiding from the things that are stopping you from having an inclined heart? And it might not be anything. You might be great this morning. Hallelujah. For me, I love talking about people. I love it. It does great things for me. But I hate what it does to me. You see, when I talk about somebody, I can't go and talk to them like the way I used to. I like to gripe. People come up to me and say, how you doing? Man, I'll tell them. Next time I see them, they won't come near me. I'm using this in general. We love what it does for us. A lot of these things. We don't like what it does to us. Because what it does, it makes us decline. It makes us hide. It makes us get away from God the way we need to be. And no one's going to be perfect. We're all going to, I believe, decline at certain points of our life. But we have to know where the incline setting is. And how does that happen? Through habit. How we treat people, how we talk to people, how we look at our life, how we look at how we look at our responsibility in the kingdom work of Jesus Christ. These are all things that I believe that that are crucial to us. Because where your heart is is a choice. Do you know that? It's your choice of what your heart is. The writer in Proverbs says, guard your heart. Hear it over and over again in Scripture. Guard your heart and your mind. This is our choice to guard it or not. It's also our choice to have it wide open where we let anything attack us. And the first thing that attacks us, what do we do? We run and we hide. And then we fall into that double-mindedness. God, you're awesome, you're mighty, you're wonderful. Oh, I'm scared, I'm going to run. You can't have it both ways. I believe when we get a, a strong incline in our life, you know, we're not necessarily going to stay there our whole life because we are human, but we're going to know where it is. We're going to know where that parallel relationship with Jesus Christ is. We won't have to hide. We don't have to do things. I believe in being very transparent. My life's crumbling. I'm going to let you know it's crumbling. Why? Because I want people to fill the gap for me. I want people praying for me. 
That's how we need to be, and I believe that's a habit. That's a, that's a way that we can get our, 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 our lives, our hearts inclined with God to perform what? His work. And for how long? Forever, to the very end. That's David's goal. I believe that, well, that's what needs to be our goal, is to incline our hearts to perform his work forever, to the very end. So when you find yourself gossiping, find yourself being fearful, angry, whatever it is, don't hide. Realize that you've declined and you have to incline your hearts to perform what God has for us. It's hard to perform his work when we're crippled. You ever break a limb? You get crippled. You can't do things the way you used to. So you've got to allow yourself to heal and make it better. We can't use it for an excuse. And I had no idea these guys are going to be here today, but Tori or uh, Jackson, uh, their other, uh, one of their adopted children uh, from Thailand, right? China. China. I should know that. He was born with no arm. Last mission trip, he was the second best skeet shooter at, at the mission trip. Doesn't allow it. Doesn't allow it to bother him. So what's our excuses? What's our excuses when we, we feel crippled and we, we fall into our double-mindedness? And we say, you know what? I can't do this because of this. I can't do this because of that. And yeah, I believe our age can be a hiding place sometimes. Because I find myself even doing that. I can't do that. I'm getting too old. Eh, baloney. How many of you feel like you're, you're still in your 20s? Down deep. Well, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, thirty. Oh, even thirty. Thirty's good. Sure, sure. Either way. But uh, it, it is. I mean, I, I believe. I believe we put ourselves in in situations where we decline in life, and we don't do the things. That, and, and to be honest, I'm pretty excited about where our church is. I I, I see some real strong. Godly people here who are willing to get their, their hands dirty and roll up their sleeves. And I see a life of inclined hearts here. Our job is to pass at those out there. There's a lot of people with, uh, with declined lives out there. And we need to, to really reach them. And sometimes it's just taking a little food over to their house and saying hi. And then pray for them. God has some great places. We can't hide. We can't decline our lives and say, you know what? We're done. Or this fear is going to take over me or, or whatever area that you might be hiding from God. We need to hide in his place and allow him to do his work. I hope in your word, David says, And we think we're putting our hope in, in this. And it's not. It's God himself. 
You see, this book here wasn't written way back then. Yeah. They had scrolls. They had things that they were reading. But God's word was in the beginning. It's now and it will be forever. So we put our hope and our, our hiding place in Christ. That's where we need to be hiding. Not in the areas that are destroying our heart. Don't let your heart decline. And when you see it declining, incline it. Be in his word. Be in his, his presence. Be praying. Be seeking him out. Seeing what he has for you. Can you look back to the times when your life was declined? Again, some of you might have it all together your whole life. That's great. I want to be like you. But I can look back at every, every point in my life when I got declined. And God helped me incline. But I first had what? Guard my heart. I had to protect it. I had to take care of it. So see where, see where God is leading you today. See how you're performing his, his statutes. Have you made a decision to do it forever, to the very end, or just on Sunday mornings? See, right here, it's real easy to incline our hearts. One of the tragedies of camp ministry and mission trips and all that stuff, and I, and I warn the kids just about every time, protect your heart as you go back home. You say they, they can be important into this for a week or two weeks, whatever it is, and they're loving on Jesus and they're, they're on fire, and it never fails. And these cell phones, I can throw them out the window sometimes. But I've seen youth call their, their mom or dad and say, Mom, Dad, I had a great week. Well, you're in trouble when you get home, young man, because you didn't clean your room before you left. And they just start ripping into them. And all of a sudden, they just start sucking the joy out of their life. And you can just see their heart start to decline before they even get home. Or something happens in their in their life. They found out their boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with them when they were at camp or mission trip. And you would think, well, they were that on fire for the Lord. They shouldn't let that bother them so much. Life bothers us, don't it? I mean, things hit us sometimes, and and we do our 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 our, our hearts decline, and we fall into this hiding place that we don't want to be again. We have to fight tooth and nail to get out of it. But this morning, as we uh, we do our uh, our quiet worship, you know, this is a time for you to connect with with Jesus about your heart this morning. But I also want you praying for your neighbors this morning, not just the ones sitting in church with you today, but the ones who are sitting at home right now and they're feeling hopeless. They're feeling alone, and they're feeling like they've declined. I've, I've heard three people this week tell me, I need to get back to church. I don't like where I'm at. 
I need to be there. And a couple of more people that have gone to this church. So my prayer this week is that I get open doors with some of our past two people that have left and are living a declined life. And we're going to start wooing them back into the church. This is where they need to be. Because what my encouragement for them is, you know, remember back when you were inclined. When you were involved with the church, when you were here, when you were part of things, when you had a church family, when you had the people around you that were doing things with you, cared about you. Those are important aspects to help us keep an inclined life. So just don't be praying for you this morning. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for the, the people in our community. Let's pray. Lord, forgive us when we fall and we fail and we, we let you down. But Father, in your word, it says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But Father, I know by that promise I have the power to protect my heart. To get it out of a, a declined stage and, and to have it inclined with you. Father, we thank you for your words and we thank you for what David went through the, to give us an example on how to get out of it. And how to praise your name in the, in the, in the midst of uh, turmoil and crisis in our life. Lord, we, we love you and we honor you this morning. Take control of our heart, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. We'll take a few minutes in quiet worship. <clears throat>